right, Couch Potatoes, we are back with another episode of Rabbit Ears, and I have to admit, this is probably the one that I've been looking forward to the most since I sent out my little list of shows that I wanted to do, because I've got two of my favorite podcasters and probably people in the world on this show with me to discuss one of my favorite shows that I haven't actually finished watching, but still... I've got Chris, <laughs> Mr. Chris Braden out of Bakersfield, California, with the More Gooder Than podcast. And I've got Paul, whose last name I don't know how to pronounce, from Perth, Australia, with the <laughs> Countdown podcast. Paul, how do you say your last name? Uh, Prisula is good enough. <laughs> but thank you for that wonderful introduction. I do my best. Chris, how are you, my good sir? I'm great. I'm just grateful that you know how to say my last name. <laughs> I have to say your first and last name together. Right? It's one of those things where they just kind of go hand in hand. I don't know why. But then Paul, whenever I say his name, even in my head, it's always with an Aussie accent. That's fair. Cool. Is it? That's how I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that works. You know what's funny is? What's that? He does it too. He says his name with an Aussie accent as well. I do. <laughs> what a small world. I love it. Well, for those of any, or I guess for those listeners that are listening to the show that have never heard of you guys, which would be seemingly impossible, but there's a sliver of a chance. Uh, Chris, will you tell us a little bit about your show and what you guys do? Well, uh, I'm co-host of the More Gooder Than podcast with my uh, my good buds, uh, Corey and Donnie, and we take three similarly themed movies and we make them fight to the death, like Gladiator or Thunderdome style. Like some of our, you just were talking about off air, we do things like, we do character studies, like your favorite one of ours is the Bill Paxplosion episode, where we did uh, Aliens, True Lies, and Weird Science, you know, so things like that, and and, uh, it's a lot of fun, we have a good time, we're not not serious film critics, Uh, we like to just bust each other's chops, and make fun of things, and just have a good time. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Honestly, uh, I started out listening. My first podcast ever was via VHS because that's my boy Wes and my uh, best friends Derek and Beebs. And then when you came on, Wes and <laughs> I forgot to do my regular sound check. I'll do it right now. Uh, fuck Wes, one, two, three, right. fuck Wes. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you came on and you did, I believe, the uh, Temple, no, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You guys came on and you did a rerun review, a rewind review for Wes. And I loved your personality, and you kind of are my gateway into this whole podcasting thing, because I reached out to you, and you were so sweet and awesome, and told me who to listen to, and so thank you. You're the reason that I'm here today, sir. Oh, that's so sweet. And Paul's the reason why I have become such a surly asshole. (laughs) 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 No, Paul, you let me, you make me feel free to let my inner cynic, you know, come out and play. So. There we go. That's nice. I think everyone should be authentic and true to themselves. Oh, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, Paul, tell us about your show, The Countdown Pod. Well, a little bit like Morgan then, we don't style ourselves as an overly serious show. My friend Wayne and I get together once a week and we review some movie and then, more importantly, count down some topic that we try to link into the movie and pretty much just get stuck into each other about each other's shit-ass choices. So... <laughs> It gets willing occasionally, sometimes it gets foul-mouthed regularly, actually, uh, but we have a lot of fun and we have some great listener interaction, which we really do value, from, including from you good people, which is great. Well, you guys get such a... Uh... Go ahead, Chris. Wes, you guys are one of my favorites. I've always enjoyed your show, so... 
I'll right back at yeah, you. Thank you, man. That's, that means a lot. We're all in a net. We're all in a network together, or something. Tell like us that. about yeah. this network, Chris. This is such a crazy thing. Now that, that was <laughs> Ashley. Aren't you? <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was the inner, inner cynic coming out. No, I was trying to be like commercial. I was trying to feed him a line. It came across terribly because I'm not good at being inauthentic. So good. You got to practice. You, okay. You can fake Chris, tell us more about fake. this network. No, wait, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> I am bad yeah, at try. this. Okay. Here, I'll, I'll intro myself. Hey, Chris, why don't you tell us more about this fabulous PodFix network? Sure, Chris, don't mind if I do. The PodFix network is a group of like-minded podcasts. We put out original content like PodFix Presents, as well as... Uh, introduce you to new shows from across the spectrum of genres there you go how's that it's so good it's so good i'm silent laughing (laughs) oh my gosh oh i actually what while we're here and whether you can edit this out if you want to i have to apologize because uh i mentioned the new shows this weekend completely because to me you've always been a part of the network so i forgot to mention rabbit ears but i will make sure i Fix that up on our next episode. That's perfectly fine. At least you know my name. I'm like Chris. You gave me uh, an Ashley Green shout out in one episode. <laughs> that was, you know what it was? That was like when you first become a home tree. And I remember yeah. that we were talking about, I was talking about Twilight with my wife right before. <laughs> and and for some go. reason, and then and you have that G, because isn't that your maiden name and your last name with yep. a G, right? Yeah, yeah, so in my head, Ashley Green, and I don't know what it was. It's obvious. And come on, that was like six months ago. Don't even. It was not. Don't even. It was like, when. It was not that long ago because it was when I first started with Rabbit Ears, which was in June. So it was like right in our second episode. So it was like mid June. Yeah, like six months ago. I mean, close enough. <laughs> Times fluid here in California. Okay. Okay. We'll go with that. That's perfectly fine. I'm bound to make some uh, some fuck ups in this shit, so I'll let you get out easy and then you can do the same for me later on. It's a loophole. A loophole. That's good. Yeah, it'll be a loophole. It's perfectly fine. Uh Paul, what are some of your favorite T V shows growing up? Ooh, growing up. Well, I was a big Doctor Who fan as a little kid because I think I've got a few years on, on both of you very Just a smidge. And, yeah. that was probably my favorite then kind of getting older moved on to like tour of duty which again don't know if either of you would have seen was was pretty great um another british sci-fi show called blake seven when i was my granddad put me onto that and then we get older again and and there's all the seinfelds and the cheers and and those kind of shows really were what set me on the path of enjoying television you being a fan of Seinfeld explains so much about your personality, or maybe it's vice versa. The fact that you have this inner cynic and that kind of uh, call people out on their bullshit personality explains why you like Seinfeld. <laughs> the two go hand in hand. You can't you can't be, be a genuinely you know good person that believes in you know humanity and enjoy Seinfeld. And fairies, yeah. Yeah, and fairies <laughs> and unicorns and spirit animals, all of those things. Oh, sweet Jesus. Chris, what are some of your favorite shows that you grew up on? You know, I grew up on Saturday morning cartoons. Because, like, I, I'm one of the rare people that are that are old enough but also young enough to, like, have, like, those where you only got cartoons on Saturday morning. And so things like 
Ducktales, uh, and and like the, you know, thank you, in, yeah, woo, yeah. So <laughs> I was Duck hoping Tales somebody else would do one. that. Yeah, Ducktales is one. Just anything, for, and then then of course like the Darkwing Duck would be uh, Ducktales and and Tailspin would come on after school too. So, mm-hmm. so I had like, but but growing up. I mean, we watched a ton of television, and I love TV. I still do. Like when, like when people are like wondering if their kids watch too too much TV, just like I like TV too. It's hard to, I can't, I can't say I don't like it. But just any of those old school Saturday morning cartoons where you get like the real Ghostbusters or they did, and you know you'd get like eight episodes of something, and then the show would be over because they sold enough enough toys. So like GI Joe and. Uh, or uh, Toxic Avenger. Uh, oh my Spider-Man, God! X Men: The Animated Series. All those different ones. VR Troopers. Those are all ones that just we loved growing up. And and uh, but yeah. So those are. And I and I've been buying the DVDs for my kids to watch them too. And they still hold up. They love them. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. And then, you know what show and didn't hold up. Like, what show? I was going to say, uh, I just, they just re-added, or they added Jim and the Holograms to Netflix, and nothing but the theme song ah. is held up. <laughs> that show is Jim terrible. Just... I love that. Jim, I can sing that Jim theme song was... all day, though. Jim is my wife's favorite show from growing up. She absolutely loved it. And uh, so we... I had the Jim Barbie the doll. Goodwill. Yeah, so I went to Goodwill. I like to, I like to check out thrift stores. It's one of my hobbies. And I... Found an old VH, uh, VCR, so we have a VCR still. And then Me too. I found, I found a VHS of Gem, and I brought it home. And the look on my wife's face—I don't know if she was more happy when I proposed to her or when I gave her that Gem VHS. So my girls absolutely love it. They watch it religiously, and uh, they and they sing it. It's hilarious. We and we'll do gem makeup every now and then. So uh, I didn't know. Yeah. So it's Chris. It's, can you adopt me, Chris? Yeah, I really sure. want you to adopt sure. me. Oh, yes. You got it. I can be a child forever and always have fun. <laughs> that's that's kind of my life too. Right. So, yeah. Damn. Paul, are there any it's shows sad. that are on your uh, to do list that you missed out on somehow that you really want to get around to? Not ones from my childhood, uh, not going back that far, but more recently there's stuff that... Because this is so much TV now. Like, your podcast is going to go on forever. Indefinitely. You cannot possibly watch everything you want to watch. And like Chris, I, I have just the one daughter, and that means that whatever spare time I used to have, where I used to lounge around and think, geez, this is the easy life, is now largely evaporated. So, yeah, I would say of the current crop of shows, I really need to watch House of Cards. I've never started that. It feels like such a big investment of time now with five seasons, but I do intend to get there one day. That's one of those shows where if you stop paying attention for five minutes, you have to restart the entire episode. Well, in that case, never going to (laughs) happen. It requires (laughs) a great deal of attention. I think I watched the first three seasons and it was amazing. And then I started watching the fourth season and I stopped paying attention for an episode. And then I was totally lost and I was like, fuck, I can't start over again. I was done. no. Now, Chris, what about you? Anything on your to-do list? Yeah, you know what? I'm actually checking one off as we, uh, uh, not like as we speak right now. That'd be rude for me to be watching a show. But uh, no, I I never watched 
I never watched West Wing. And I, I watched a few episodes and I loved what I saw. My dad was a huge fan, so he would watch it. But like I was in high school when that came out, so it wasn't like really my thing. Anyway, I've been watching it uh, just like off uh, the, the last couple weeks and I've absolutely loved it. So I, I'm crossing off a list of one right now. Uh, one of my one off my list. Uh, it's it's a fantastic show. It's brilliant. It's actually like making me not feel bad about like politics. <laughs> it's actually like <sighs> this like weird like like ointment. <laughs> like ah, I can like retreat into my world of good politics with West Wing. But anyway, so it's the antithesis really of House of Cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so which is really funny. But uh, yeah, I've always been like I wanted to always watch West Wing, and so I've been doing it. So, but other than that, like ones that I've never watched before that I want to. I can't. That was it, really. Because, um, like, if I want to... And one that I've always had to try that I get made fun of for not liking is... Uh, and I've tried it one time. I need to give it more a, a better shot. Is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I, I've tried I've that one, like too. half an episode. I watched I am with you, like, oh, Chris. You like... Yeah, hey, you like the league? Oh, you should like this movie, too. I'm like, oh, show, too. So I, I try it. And I, every time I try it, I hate it, but I want to give yep. it an actual, sh- I want to give it a real shot because people that I love, love that show. So I don't know, but I just don't care for it. I don't so either. I, don't yeah, I, I was exactly told- the same. I, I got six episodes in and just went, Wayne, stop telling me to watch this piece of shit. Wasn't it Gerald that was telling us to watch it last week, Paul? Because we liked yeah, Seinfeld. it was. Yes, yep. I haven't done it again. Oh, well. Sorry, See Gerald. See my previous excuse about daughter. Sorry, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe at the very finale of my, this show, I'll get around to It's Always Sunny. It has to actually go off the air first for it to qualify, so I'm I'm in the clear for a little bit. All right. Well, yeah, it which, is a very successful show, so maybe maybe it's going to take a few years to get to that one. Which means I've got a while before Game of Thrones and The Simpsons. Thank God. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's see. I guess we'll go ahead and break for some, some uh, promos from other pod fixers. And then when we come back, we're going to jump into Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So stay tuned. What's up, home trees? It's me, Chris. And Corey. And Donnie. From the More Gooder Than podcast. For each episode, the three of us pick a thematically similar movie. Like Dances with Wolves, The Last Samurai, and Avatar. Or Deep Impact, Armageddon, and Space Cowboys. And then duke it out until one movie is crowned most goodest. Three movies into, one movie leaves. Ironically, Thunderdome was not the winner when we tackled the Mad Max trilogy. You know why, right? I... Oh, yeah. We don't need another hero! Hey, uh... Where can people find more good of them? You can find us on Twitter at MGT Podcast, our website, MGTPodcast.com, and on Instagram and Facebook at More Gooder Than. We're in iTunes slash Apple Podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, and any other podcatcher that you can think of. Remember, it's not just good, it's more gooder than. Your guide to cinema etiquette for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. Tip 21. If your portable telephone rings whilst you're enjoying a film, it is a dick move to answer your telephone and speak at a normal volume during a screening. Instead, exit the cinema and return the call in private. It should have been off anyway, fuckhead! 
For more useful cinema etiquette, join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Uh, he- hello, we are from Netflix and Swill Podcast. Let me review Netflix shows for you, please. It would mean so much to me if you let me review Netflix for you. Somebody's got to review them. Why can't it be me? Come on, let the boy review Netflix shows for you. Hi, hello. Are you good? Uh, good. Let me drink crappy alcohol and make jokes for you. I'm already going to be reviewing Netflix for you. Just say yes to me drinking crappy alcohol. Honestly and sincerely, I'd like to make jokes for you to laugh at. He's a good, hard-working boy. Let him drink some beer and make jokes. Please don't make me watch the one-star movies. He's a nice boy! Watch your own damn shitty movies! For God's sake! Download Netflix and Swill, please. I'll put all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Please download our episodes. I already started watching the one-star movies. If you didn't want to listen to our show, why'd you let me watch the one-star movies? Can we stop this cruel game and allow the boy to keep one shred of dignity? For God's sake! I can't stand to see him in all this pain! So just listen to Netflix and Swill! For the love of God, let the boy review Netflix for you! I was always brave and kind of righteous Now I find I'm wavering Crawl out of your grave You find this fight just doesn't mean a thing She ain't got that swing Thanks for noticing She's pretty well with fiends from hell But lately we can tell That she's just going through the motions Faking it somehow She's not even half the girl she Will I stay this way forever? Sleepwalk through my life's endeavor How can I repay? Whatever I don't want to be Going through the motions Losing all my drive I can't even see If this is really me And I just want to be ready to talk about some Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I did actually look up some pop culture stuff that was going on in 1997 when it premiered, if you guys are interested to kind of, like, get us set with the time period. You guys ready? And you guys are both old enough to appreciate it, unlike John, who I don't know if he... or not. It wasn't John, it was Monica. Hey, hey. hey. Paul, this is not just at you. You might be too old to remember it. So there. (laughs) All right, so in 1997, Eddie Murphy was pulled over by police with the transsexual prostitute. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. was shot and killed. Princess Diana died. Single tear. That was actually really sad. Uh, Chris Farley OD'd. Ellen DeGeneres announced that she was gay on her sitcom. Big surprise there. Uh, Big movies were Titanic, Men in Black, Face Off, Good Will Hunting, and Paul's favorite, My Best Friend's Wedding. (laughs) I think you forgot to mention Con Air Uh, No it was Air Force One No wait it was the same year wasn't it Yeah Con Air was also big And Air Force One Uh, On TV it was ER, Seinfeld, Home Improvement Touched by an Angel and Frasier Uh, (laughs) My favorite is the song So I saved them for last Alright the big songs Obviously Candle in the Wind Uh, Can't Nobody Hold Me Down with P. Diddy and Mace. <laughs> it seems to me you lived your life like a candle, candle in the wind. In the wind. <laughs> uh, Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. 
That shit was amazing. And then my two favorites from that year, Mbop by Hanson and Wannabe by Spice Girls. Uh, well, I'll tell you what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> I want to sing what Spice you really Girls really want, all day. You really want. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. I want to really, really, really want to sing a zig ah. I know, the, I know every single word to that song, P.S., including the rap verse. Is it a rap verse? Mm, we'll say it is. One I thing that I found from funny. A to Z. <laughs> you want to get with me, you got to listen carefully. You got M in the place who likes it in your face. You got G like MC who likes it on easy P. doesn't come for free. She's a real lady. As for me, hi, you'll see. Send me buddy down and wind it all around. You guys are supposed to Let sing that part. down and wind it all around. <laughs> there, now you got my rap. It's not. It's not the one that uh, Wesley promised you. But there you go. <laughs> uh, one thing that I found funny: there was a vampire at one point. I think in season five that was wearing a Hanson shirt. I thought maybe it might have been like Manson, but it said Mbop and had the picture of the three Hanson brothers on it. That shit made me laugh. Oh man, that's that's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you guys have any favorite music from that genre or that period? That you can think of? I'm, tell- I'm telling you, Mace, Not, he I raps mean, nice and slow. I can rap along with Mace. He in was 97. Amazing. Gosh, well, I've been in seventh grade in 97, so. Chris, are my we the same age? Horrible. Seventh grade. Yeah, my birthday's next week. <gasps> Your birthday's next week? Ooh, Mine's hey. in December. How You're going to be 33 or 34? 34. Me too! Yay! Go team. Youngsters. Go team. Go team, 1983. You're fine. No, Paul's. I know how Paul is. I'm not going to out him. Yeah, (laughs) the wrong side of (laughs) forty. Yeah, we 39. He's he's celebrating an anniversary of his 39th birthday. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, you guys, when we when I first kind of was brainchilding this project, both wanted to do Buffy, so. Woo-hoo. Paul, what do you love about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, aside from Sarah Michelle Geller? Yes, that would absolutely be a true statement of fact that I do love Sarah Michelle Geller. At least I did before she decided to pull the pin on the show and walked away and left everybody hanging. Uh, aside from her, I'd have to say I love just about everything about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's very little wrong with this show. Its first season's a little slow, and it's if you just sat down and watched the first season now, you'd be like, pfft not bothering with season two, but from there, it goes from strength to strength. And I was a late adoptee of this show. I was like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, no fucking way. It's totally not for me. That's for like tween age girls, right? No, no, no. I'm well beyond this because unlike you guys who are in year seven, I was somewhere in my early 20s. So then a mate got me into it. Eventually, I caved when Angel started and I went back and watched Buffy from the start. Okay, so, so you got I, into it from Angel. Yeah, well, that was my in point, but then Buffy was superior to Angel, so it became my, yeah. Yeah. So that's me. Very cool. Chris, how did you get into Buffy the Vampire yes. Slayer, and why do you love it so much? <laughs> I love it so much. Well, it's If you tell me that you don't love it, I will end this chat. <laughs> no, no, I love it so much. It's a great okay, show. Good. I think everybody should watch it, yeah. Everyone should watch it, so... It's a lot of fun, but I'm similar to Paul. Like I, I, I didn't watch it until I was in my twenties as well. So it was already done. Uh, and I, I think we just, we just bought the first season on DVD just for, just for kicks. And 
I, same with Paul. Like, if you just watch the first season, um, you're just like, oh, nah. But I, I think it actually, to me, you just need to get past the first couple, first, like, five or six episodes of the first season, and then you're into it. But, I mean, the best part about the show is just the chemistry that these people have. Yep. That I, there are a few things that I love in the, in the world on in TV more than chemistry between a large group of people and just that team building. And this show has it in spades. I don't know if the show has a better ensemble cast where it just obvious. Everyone's just having a good time and just the naturalness that they have together. Uh, every single character that's on there, it has a relationship with the other characters and it feels real and it's just fantastic. And that's what Joss Whedon does best. He builds those, he builds those teams and this is, I think, it at its finest. And I love it. And uh, I love every season. Some people don't like season six, but I uh, I love it too. I love all of them. It's all great to me. I actually did start watching this when it first came out. I was in seventh grade. And there is no bigger childhood role model to a girl in the 90s than Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She was pretty. She was funny. She could kick your ass. Like... I just wanted to be her so bad, and I think I did a lot of fashion choices emulating her as a result of watching the show, and definitely had the Valley Girl talk uh, and speech down. It was <laughs> It's definitely an embarrassing period, but when I rewatched the show, because I watched the first two and a half seasons, like, every episode, and it was full-on nostalgia boner, like, the entire time. I was like, oh, man, I am just transported back to my youth. This is fucking awesome. She is still so cool. I want to be her. I even got, like, I remember I went, when I was going into high school, when she had the season two, the shorter hair with the wispy bangs, I brought that picture to my hairdresser. I was like, that's the hairstyle I want going back to school. So, yeah. I wanted to be her 100%. And I used to actually write fan letters to the studio, and they would send back little autograph pictures of the stars. And so I had, like, one of Sarah Michelle Gellar, one of David Boreanaz, another one, I think, of Allison Hannigan. And they were all just, like, in my room next to my Mark Paul Gossler poster. It was amazing. (laughs) That's wonderful. That makes me so Isn't it? Oh, my God. I'm so giddy. I'm like, ah, it's like a time machine. It makes me so happy. Uh, so yeah, I, that's age appropriate for you. That you were at the right age to do all that. So I was yeah, that's cool. A hundred percent. You were twenty-seven. <laughs> uh, not so cool. Yeah, no, I was uh, going into high school, seventh and eighth grade, and then yeah, it, it was the shit. I loved that show so much. I still do. <laughs> There's some genuinely amazing interactions. Honestly, one of my favorite episodes, which I was looking at like ranked episodes, it's really really low on the list. Like they consider it one of the worst ones. But John Ritter's performance as the Ted robot, I love that episode. You guys remember that one? Yeah, I... Season yeah, two? There's yeah. Episode... Was that a huh from was Paul? It, was it season... I think it was season no, two. Season two. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, they all... Most of them run... Basically, it's pre, pre-Buffy death and post-Buffy death for me. Like, I... You know, that's kind of how, like, I... Or like pre-angel, post-angel. That's kind of how yeah. I, I organize them in my head. Because mm-hmm. like most of them, they do kind of run together. You have the overarching theme, of course, from it that you'll get. But like you basically, each episode is is almost always self-contained. To me, that's one of the things that I like about it too. Is that it uh, it does lead to a bigger picture, but also you can just watch each episode without having to like really worry about other stuff that's going on. That's that's why I think one of the strengths of it. Is but 
Yeah, I, even the episodes. What's that one where I don't remember the name of it? Where like they turn into cavemen because they drink the beer. <laughs> beer bad. Bad beer. Beer. It's beer bad. Beer bad. Yeah. On even that one, which is usually like considered like the worst one, the I worst, still laughed yeah. at it. I I had a good time. That's the that's the thing about it is I still have a good time when I'm watching them, even if they're not great. They don't have to you're be. Just enjoying your. Yeah. They're very self-aware, which I really appreciate. They don't take themselves seriously at all. Uh, like, I was just telling you guys, I was watching the finale, and they made a reference to Dawson Leary and Trogdor the Burninator. And if you don't know who Trogdor the Burninator is, first of all, get on the internet and look that shit up. And second of all, then go watch this episode and laugh your ass off. Um, do you guys know who Trogdor <laughs> the Burninator is? I gotta yeah, be honest, uh, I'm drawing a blank. So yes, it's yeah, strong. It's strong you, okay, I'll send you a link, Paul. Don't worry. It's hilarious. Okay. You first you draw an S, then more uh, different S. Paul, uh, it's not that funny. She's oh! Okay. <laughs> no, you'll, it's funny. You'll, you'll see. It's one of those things like when people send you like a link to something and they're like, this is the funniest thing in the world. It's and not the like, funniest yeah, thing mildly, in the world. That's, yeah, and you'll be like, yes, that's mildly amusing. And I, and I guess people could like that if they, if they thought about it for a long time. <laughs> don't spend any time thinking about strong bad if you are you're doing it wrong yeah. strong bad is an idiot and it's yeah. just there for topical enjoyment um what were some of your favorite episodes now that we're kind of talking about that paul do you have any that jumped to mind oh god i know there's so many to choose there's so many to choose from I'll, I'll pick a couple of cliched ones first of all i think once more with feeling. I'm not a musical guy. Anyone who's ever listened to me talk about anything to do with podcasting. <laughs> I've got Mr. Musical and Mr. Hates Musicals both on the same podcast. Yeah. That's So uh, we, we could have some fun with that, Chris. But um, but this is the exception to the rule. This for, for a number of reasons, which I could go into, but I won't. This I allow through, to the, through into my heart. And I bought the CD because that's when it came out. There were CDs. And I used to listen to, I, I know most of the songs off by heart, and I, I love the shit out of it. I want to make you sing them, but I, I know you won't. Yeah, because no one should have to be put through that. Whereas, Chris, you should ask to sing them, because that's all okay. Chris, you want to <laughs> sing me a little ditty? Do it. No way, yeah. Give <laughs> Chris me hates something to sing about. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so happy now. What else, Paul? What are some of your other favorites? Hush was yes! uh, That's my by number far one. the creepiest episode of the show ever. And I don't know the names of them off the top of my head because right. I'm more more going by what happened in them. The end of season two where it all builds up and Spike and Drusilla and then Buffy has to kill Angel to close the Hellmouth before the entire world gets killed. Just, this is just after you know, they've slept together and he's turned bad and... I mean, there's so many metaphors and so many different things that Joss Whedon is tapping into with all this, and it was just brilliant. Season three is epic. There's probably not a bad episode in season three from from my recollection of That's it. That's my got, favorite season. Yeah, the introduction of, of Wesley as, as the simpering fool that he was through the show, and then he disappears and comes on Angel, and he's awesome, and he's got, along with Cordelia, between the two shows, the best arc ever, because the two arguably worst characters on Buffy become arguably the two best characters on on angel which is just incredible uh i like season four even though it's riley centric and people seem to hate it didn't bother me because that's probably in the heyday of of buffy for me yeah then we get 
um, Dawn and all the rest of that in season five. Dawn comes along, I think. Yep. And Buffy Buffy dies the end of season five, which she saved the world a lot. That's pretty amazing too. <laughs> Dude, yeah, uh, the, on on her on. tombstone that was that I started crying. I'm not gonna lie, I had a few little little grown up tears. And probably the most serious episode of the entire run of the show is my other big favorite, and that's the body when oh. Buffy's mum dies, which is just devastating as far as a TV character death goes in the days well before Game of Thrones and and all the death that show likes to throw at us. This was one of the biggest ones, and it was spoilt for me because remembering I'm in Australia and we used to get TV shows from the States back in those days six months after it screened for you. So... Wow. Yeah, it was it was abysmal. I mean, these days they advertise things like beamed direct from the States. So Game of Thrones airs simultaneously around the world on our Fox, on our uh, Fox cable Cow. channel. Yes, that's it. So um, someone, someone I knew, a friend of my girlfriend at the time, basically just dropped that bombshell on Wayne and I, and we still refer to it these days when we're spoiled as having been teejered because <laughs> her name was Teejer. All right, thanks. Let me get that off my chest. Over to Chris. <laughs> I was going to say, there's one episode I'm surprised you didn't mention because it's one of our favorite movies combined that inspired a show. It's when Spike and Drusilla first come to town. It's called School Hard, and it's a diehard parallel. Sure. Yeah, that, that's all great. I mean, Spike is just amazing. Uh, arguably, one of the great things about Buffy is as good as the core characters are, its second-tier characters are pretty amazing. The ones that come in and are meant to come in for three or four or five episodes and end up carving out such a niche for themselves. And there's no better example of that than James Masters, who plays Spike. He was just incredible. Absolutely. Chris, what are some of your favorites? I mean, I still... Like, Once More with Feeling, of course, is always... But I like... To me, Once More with Feeling is kind of like this. It's its own... It's kind of like in its own like little category. You know, like you don't... It, it, it fits in the show. It's brilliant. It's wonderful. But like it's kind of by itself among... Like all the rest of the episodes. So my actual my favorite is uh, the graduation day part one and two when like they're fight when they have to fight the mayor and just that the mayor, the mayor yeah, character yeah. the mayor character is so hilariously weird and it, I just love it. So that whole arc through season three, I'm not a big um, faith fan. So that like I'm I, I always actually found her very annoying, but. Um, just every, everything about her usually bothered me. So you know who Faith reminds uh, me of? But, it just put my finger on it. Actually, when I was watching it today, sorry to interrupt you, but Faith is very Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Have you noticed that? She's like, yeah, yo, I, let me just you, do this, bitch. Da, da, da. I was like, dude, if she just started dropping bitch every other word, there would be no distinction between her and Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> yeah, it, it, she, she says buff. You know, they always have like. She has like a, it's when people have catchphrases, like it's like every, if you just walked around calling one, hey, see you later, killer. And like did finger guns at people. Like that's the only way they could be more annoying. And uh, yeah, a five by five B. It is always ah! fun to everyone. Uh, like always just, they're, at one point they're like, what does that even mean? I don't even understand. Like they just think she's, but yeah, graduation day, part one and two, uh, just fantastic way to end this. Like, honestly, like, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they kept going. But, like, they could have ended the show kind of, like, right there on some level. You know what I mean? Like, that could have been a... Yeah. I'm, not, yep. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't. But, like, it kind of culminated and, like, brought, like, everything kind of to an end and everything. It was really good. And, uh, of course, season two finales, you know, where she sends Angelus and 
where she kills him and everything. It was just that's so heartbreakingly terrible. What's yeah. that one called? I'm, that I'm broke my heart. Becoming part one or two. Becoming, that's right. Yeah, becoming. Uh, yeah, that those ones, of course. Um, and then Hush, of course, is a great one. Uh, that one always just creeped me out uh, too, mostly. But uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many great ones. Uh, Doppelgangland, when Evil Willow comes in, and like they have to like interact with her. That's a really funny episode, and and. Uh, but uh, anyway, just there's a lot of great episodes, but most of them were usually like the most of them were usually like like the part of like the finales. It's, Buffy did such a great job on all their finales. And um, but uh, and the, uh, the another one that's really good. was the Zeppo. Um, yeah, it's the one where. Yeah, where they. Yeah, where they. Yeah, where they bring back the friends. Xander's like, super you know, cool. so. That yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just super cool. And. Anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot of great episodes. It's hard. Their to, Halloween hard episodes are pretty those... damn good too. Yes, the, there's the one. What was it called? I can't remember the one where they uh, where uh, Giles sleeps with her with her mom because they become. Yep, that's a uh, band candy. Teen... Yeah, band candy. Yeah, so that one, uh, band candy. That one's yeah, that's hilarious. Good. I love Giles. Giles and like, because Giles love... has the best running gat. Yeah, Giles has the best running gag uh, of the entire show. It's him pulling off his glasses every time something happens, and just like every time, like and cleaning them or touching the touching the bridge of his nose. He's just that that he has, and it, it's in every episode he pulls his glasses off because he just can't. He just can't even. Well, there's the <laughs> one episode when they bring Buffy back to life. Uh, I think it was the beginning of season six. six. Yeah. And they have Giles has already gone to England, but Willow says she's like, "I think I can hear him cleaning his glasses over the phone." <laughs> <laughs> so even though he couldn't be there, they still brought it in. I uh, can I throw another episode in that the Zeppo reminded me of. It's yeah. from the same season, season three, The Wish, because it oh. was oh, that yeah. alternate yeah, reality where they they're all dead or evil or vampires, and watching them all die was just like, and this is Anyanka's sort of debut or at least when she's not debut but when she reveals what she is which is this wish demon or whatever the hell she is she's a vengeance um, demon that's the one thank you and and from there again they turn this meant to be two three episode character into a major part of the show for the next four years until she's killed in the most unceremonious way ever in the last episode okay so i just watched that for the first time i told you guys off the air uh i missed the last two seasons due to being a grown up, actually, it was I wasn't even in college. I was <laughs> no, I was a oh no, I wasn't college. I was a senior and then a freshman in college, right around the end of the show. So I was just off and being a social little butterfly. I boys just saw that for the first time, booze. and yeah, basically mo- more booze than boys. Uh, but when they sliced Anya in half, my face was like, "What the fuck? Oh my god, that was that was brutal. It didn't even show any blood, but holy fuck, that was a lot." Yeah, I can't believe they yeah. aired that on network TV. She, Holy I, I mean, it's, it was sad when she died, but gosh, she annoyed the heck out of me. So I was never <laughs> a big fan. So, because uh, like as as great as all the characters could be, there were annoying characters as well. That you're just like, why? What oh are yeah, you even here for? Get out of here. Yeah. So, and she was one of them. Honestly, <laughs> so. 
I kind of, because I just did the Friends episode a couple days ago with uh, Mon and James, and so I'm watching this again, like, after having watched a bunch of Friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, Xander's totally Chandler, Buffy is 100% Rachel Green, which explains you, Paul, uh, Anya yeah. is Monica <laughs> all day long, it's just, it kind of, and then Phoebe and Willow have very similar, like, kind of flighty tendencies, it just kind of no, freaked stop. me out. No, Don't ever compare Willow to Phoebe. I just I mean, hate and, Phoebe. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. But <laughs> no, I know you, you're can going. See, I you can see they both have that kind of like, I don't know, awkwardness to them. That's yeah, what we'll sure, say. sure. Um, some of my favorite episodes, one of the Halloween episodes where they all turn into their costumes and Xander's the soldier and Buffy's oh, the little yeah. 1800s girl. I really liked that one. Oh my gosh. That one's so good. It's a great that one. That one's similar to the one when when she loses her powers on her 18th birthday. Remember that episode? Yeah. That that was in season two, I think. Um, no, season three. Season two or season three, yeah. Your, uh, when they take away your yeah, powers. For- it's similar to that. Because Buffy is, you know, you always want Buffy to be the one that's strong. And it's always, I think it's hilarious when they take it away. So that's the, yeah. I loved, uh, let's see. There was the entire arc, honestly, where Angel turns evil and he's teamed up with Spike and Drusilla. And then the judge comes in and she blows him away with the, with the fucking uh, bazooka or the rocket launcher. That yep. that was so amazing. Great. That was probably when I watched it at least five or six times. I love that episode. Um, Fear itself was another Halloween episode with the haunted frat house, and Anya goes against Giles, and she's like, "There used to be a door here." He's like, "Well, we'll have to make one up here." She's, "Oh, can you do that?" And he pulls out the chainsaw and starts hacking through the door. He's like, "Yep, I can make a door anywhere I need to." <laughs> that was the one time where we were just seeing Giles be more like physically strong than you know, book smart, which I thought was really cool. Or when uh, he when he goes and becomes a uh, ripper, I in, love in, him ba- as ripper. in band candy. I think, yeah. Why did he have such a short T-shirt? By the way, every time he put his hands over his head, he had his entire midriff exposed. Because he's sexy, Ashley. He's yeah. sexy and he's he's reveling in his sexuality. Well, get it, Giles. Get it all day. Um. What did you guys think of the whole... I don't know what it is with vampires and werewolves and why they always have to be together, but what did you guys think of Oz as the werewolf? I liked Oz by himself. Yeah, I always feel like Oz kind of got the shaft because Oz was a great guy. And um, he got... I feel like he got got shifted off because they wanted to make Willow a more interesting character, which is fine. That's totally fine. And I I think it was uh, really groundbreaking to to bring in an LGBTQ character at this time and, and, and in a very popular, mm. someone who's young. And I think it was, I thought so like that was good. I think that that was good, but it's a bummer because I always liked Oz and Oz was a great guy. And so it just always felt it's like, gosh, I wish they could have done it a different way. Um, but it, not at the expense of Oz because I enjoyed him. So, but uh, I mean, in the end it was for the right reason. Cause we got, we got Tara. Tara was great. And, um, Anyway, the, the, yeah, but uh, I liked Oz. I did. Plus, he had a sweet van. So. He had a sweet van, and he could, like, I don't know. This is the girl. This, I'm going to speak for the girls now. But when you're in that kind of awkward phase in high school and middle school, and you feel like you're kind of invisible, or you're dorky, or nobody likes you or whatever, and then, like, the cool guy in the van can see through all, like, see past all the pretty popular girls and, like, zeroes in on somebody with a great personality and a great soul, you go, aw, there is hope for the world. So that's kind of what Oz was to me. He made me feel like 
there is good people out there. There's guys that, you know, don't give a crap about what the cheerleader's putting out. They want to find the girl in the Eskimo costume. <laughs> and he mocks you with his monkey pants. Ha ha. Because all monkeys are French. <laughs> I love Oz. He made me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, he had so many good lines. I mean, and he really did. I, it's, again. Again, I see why they got rid of him. I, I get it. But, like, anyway, I don't know. It's just always a bummer because I did enjoy him. I, did I he like come him. back? He did. he did. come back in an episode at he all? Came, yeah. I was just... He came back for an episode and he had he had mastered his. Um, he had mastered his. That's right. Uh, yes. Yeah. His and then, wolfiness. And then it ends. Lycanthropy. With, and because then it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lycanthropy. Yeah. So he. Because that's the episode where Tara and Willow make love for the first time. So you get that, um, you get that, and that's where, and then like she, it's almost like Willow is kind of like, you know, like really moving forward. It ends up being a really like important episode, but it uh, it's just mm-hmm. always was like, oh wait, I love Oz, and you hadn't like really come to love Tara yet either. Yeah. So like it wasn't, it wasn't. So it's kind of like. You're not rooting for her yet. You're still rooting for Oz. Like, wait, I like Oz. Bring back Oz. I'm like, still Tara's rooting for Oz. All, but... <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Uh, was there any... I mean, talking about some characters that you guys found annoying, who did you guys really, aside from Jesse Pinkman, a.k.a. Faith, uh, who did you guys get really perturbed by? Whoever wants to speak first Ooh. can go first. Go on, Chris. Gosh, annoying characters. I mean, you, I mean, sometimes, sometimes Xander could be annoying, uh, but uh, not very. I, I actually am a big Xander fan. I like Xander, but every so often, I didn't like Dawn ever. Dawn always bugged me. Yeah. Um, she was just she was just a MacGuffin for everything. Like, <laughs> oh, we got to protect Dawn. You know, like <laughs> she's just like this like. She's always, you know, what in a show that wasn't it was against the stereotype of the of the uh, maiden in distress. Damsel in distress. You know, damsel in distress. Why did I say maiden? That's stupid. Uh, damsel in distress. Like it's about breaking that. Dawn was always a damsel in distress. Like come on. Like yeah, get get, get to it. Um, but other than that, I mean, like every so often, like a, a one of like the one off villains would be annoying. But for the most part, I, I didn't get annoyed by most characters. I liked Riley. I liked the whole initiative. I thought it was fine. Um, like, so most of the time, other than Faith was just like so, just it just felt like such a one-dimensional character um, and everything. So I just wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Everyone else, I, was, I always, either they were only in for one episode so you didn't have to worry about it. Or they just developed chemistry with everybody, so they were fine. And Anya, I wasn't a huge fan of Anya, but she didn't bother me that much. Like, she was okay. She actually did have some funny lines, so it was never that big of a deal. Yeah, they kept her in pretty good moderation. I mean, I didn't like her when she was on, but it was generally for a brief period, so you just suck it up and get through it. Paul, who who annoyed the crap out of you? I know you've got a longer list than Chris. You have to. Uh, well, to some degree, like, Drusilla was a nice start, and then she grated them the longer that she was in it. Didn't really do much for me, so they wisely wrote her off and managed to get Spike back. Totally agree about Dawn. Whilst I like the initiative story, Riley did get whiny and whingy towards the end of his run as Buffy's boyfriend. Uh, and then we probably have to get down to some of the later big bads or the later bad guy, uh, guys and girls in the show. Like, Glory was 
really annoying. How did they me. never make a glory hole joke, by the way, with the damn dimension portal? <laughs> what the fuck? I was waiting for that all day. I think that one might have got cut. Uh, and I would say, even though we've established you haven't seen this, but Warren uh, in the season six is just the worst of the bad guys and of the trio of bad guys and... He was really, really annoying. Does die a wonderful death, though. So, oh uh, yeah, I saw oh, that. Man, I saw that. Holy yeah, fuck! I never. I feel like that was kind of like them saying, "Like, okay, I know you guys didn't like this character, so we're gonna flay him alive." So it happened yeah. too quick, if you ask me. Way too quick. But they showed it a bunch <laughs> of times. Um, and even, uh, even yeah. Caleb. As much as I love Nathan Fillion in just about everything in season seven of this show, it's just. I don't want to say it was a bad season. It wasn't. There were some pretty average episodes, but he's chewing the scenery and being so far over the top and just compared to what we had, the mayor and and Angelus and and Spike before him, just pretty awful. Dude, his death was pretty brutal as well. Jesus Christ. True. True. Sliced in two. What happened to him? He had to split. Uh, Sliced in two, (laughs) the down to up way. That shit was awful. Um, the only two you guys didn't mention that I was kind of annoyed by, um, one, he didn't really annoy me because he wasn't around for that long, but he was just a dick and that was Parker. Cause I felt really bad for Buffy that she finally decided to, you know, try to love again. And he was like, Oh, screw you. Bye. So Parker was a dick and his eyebrows were ugly. Um, and then the anointed one <laughs> was really annoying. Uh, I didn't care about oh, him. Yeah. That kid got away pretty quick though too. He was in the yeah. entire first season and then half of the second season. Yeah, it wasn't oh, a, wasn't a great big bad. That's true. Yeah. Um, actually, oh, I've got one more. No, I got it mixed up. Are you thinking <laughs> about the master? Yeah. Yes. No, I was thinking about That's the vessel. Was. That's oh. what I was. So I go, Chris. No, I was thinking lost. of the vessel. That's what it, I got it mixed up with the vessel uh. and the one. I'm like, well. Yeah, I liked the vessel. I thought he was cool. Sorry, Paul, go ahead. No, I was just, I, I, my apologies. I forgot all about my most hated character and I had to scroll down this page to remind me because I've blocked him out because I, I loathe him with a passion. I'm, I'm aware that I'm trying not to swear too much on this as I get annoyed Why? and angry. Andrew. Swear! Do it! I love your angry! Come on! <laughs> Andrew makes Warren, who was a terrible bad guy, look awesome by comparison because he was a simpering whelp of an individual who just sucks he sucked the life out of every scene and they thought he was funny and so they they kept him round and he was in season seven as a good guy and i was just like kill this motherfucker please (laughs) kill him off and somehow he lived through it and i've even dabbled in season eight in the comic book form which i don't read a lot of comics but because i love buffy so much i gave it a chance and he's all through that as well he even popped up in angel to tarnish that great show with his presence was he the one that anya died protecting possibly i don't remember that part but if that's the case then i mean maybe chris would be happy that at least anya went out (laughs) doing something (laughs) worthwhile but for me they got that round the wrong way he should have been offed definitely in the season finale if not well before yeah it it was weird how they all because anya was a main cast member she was she was a big part of the show for seasons so it just felt like it'd be the same as if they you know killing honestly at that point any of the scooby gang even 
Like she was in it as as long as Dawn was in it, right? Yeah, she was Longa. in it longer than yeah. Dawn. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, why? It just was weird. That's the only thing that I about her death was just like it just kind of was like a like a nothing thing, and I don't know. Uh, it, it felt a little bit like he just, just went. Well, the, the stakes are so it. big here; we have to kill somebody big. But who's the one that's going to have the least impact? You know, we could kill whatever his name was, Robin Wood, the principal. But you know, he's only been in it for one season. Dude, and... that was that was a good fake out, though. I thought he was totally dead. Yeah, that, you did think he was. He was definitely dead. Um, so I think too, Anya was given that she... <laughs> he's a very sexy man. Given that Anya was the no longer with Xander and they were never going to be together, and I guess her arc was over, so easy death. And yeah, I don't think get... anyone even do they even mention it afterwards that she's dead. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, the Andrew dude. I think it was him was talking to Xander about how she went out protecting me and you know, blah blah blah. She's a hero, whatever. But no, they killed Spike too. Spike died. Yes, he's not dead. sort and of. Sarah Michelle, dude, he fucking melted and turned to dust. And somehow, Sarah and then Michelle and then Geller, he comes back in in Angel. I didn't watch Spoilers. enough Angel. Yeah, spoilers for the Angel. show. That's you should watch that's Angel that's now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yep. Happening. Yeah. No, how the hell did Sarah Michelle Geller recover from that mortal stab wound and then run across all the buildings and catch that bus, by the way? Because she's the, the slayer? The slayer. They're all the she's slayer, the except for Dawn, who somehow can't do anything still. <laughs> Dawn sucks. That was the biggest mistake. Suck it, Dawn. I get, where, I get why, why Joss Whedon down, went down this road of empowering many, many young women rather than just having the one but. Yeah, it did really deflate, I don't know, the specialness of it, it yeah. did, in my opinion. Anyway, look, I don't love the last season. I still loved it because it was Buffy, but it was it was trading on some, on some well-established goodwill by that point. Well, it's a better series finale than I've seen on a lot of other shows, so... It's, I mean, it does have its self-aware shit. And there was one thing I was watching, I think I said, with my husband, and he's since I've been binging it the past, like, couple weeks, there's the one episode at the beginning of season three where they go down to the Hell Dimension when she's pretending to be Anne in L.A. And I'm sure oh, you yeah. guys are dudes, you probably didn't notice it, but she had the most unflattering pair of pants on that I've ever seen in my life. They're, like, really, really bunchy <laughs> and baggy around, like, the the front for no fucking reason and it annoyed the shit out of me and so i'm watching this and then i'm like progressively watching my husband comes in in this episode he goes does she ever wear a pair of pants that's fucking flattering i was like no she doesn't they're all so bad and now i can't watch buffy without thinking about how ugly all of her pants are you guys noticed that she can't wear Uh -uh, it wasn't just that i've never noticed it yeah (laughs) No, never noticed. All I saw was radiant beauty, so I'm not sure what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so what about when she's jumping into the glory hole and she's got that full wedgie that they put in the theme song for the entire season? You guys didn't, didn't notice, notice that either? No, didn't. Nah. <sighs> Damn it. The plight of being a female. Oh, well. I'm sitting here <laughs> judging her for her fashion choices 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully nobody does that to me. Um, do you guys have any episodes that you hated? I've got a couple that were pretty... They were, they, I didn't hate them, but God, they were just bad. Like, not even I mean, funny even, bad. Even episodes that I didn't love, I still was I still was fine with. I never had an episode that I... That I hated. 
Um, it's, can I, I, can mean, I throw an obscure quote? Sorry, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Please continue. I want to hear your obscure quote now. <laughs> um, only if you come back to you. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to step over you. You, you took a breath. I went, ooh. Um, there's, a, there's a really shitty film from either the very late 80s or the very early 90s called Threesome. And there's a quote from that movie which basically goes, bad pizza is like, or pizza is like sex. Even when it's bad, it's pretty good. And that's Buffy. A hundred percent. Yeah. Nope. That's, that actually sums it up. That's why I can't really think of anything that that I anything that focused on Dawn a little too much maybe that would be one that I wasn't a big fan of but like I said like one of the ones that's super maligned is the is that episode uh that that the the beer bad episode I can't remember the name of it but um that, that's it or that one, yeah go, yeah that one was that one wasn't great beer bad right beer bad um I guess there were some episodes of the initiative in season four that weren't great. They kind of dragged on, but that's just the thing is it's similar to like how much I'm going to bring up Nick from Epic film guys. It's similar to like how with him with lost is that like, he didn't really care about what was going on. He just wanted to see his friends interact with each other, you know, like his, his TV friends interact with each other. And that's what it is with me on Buffy is, even if it was a bad episode, I'm still seeing people that I really enjoy watching on screen interact with each other, and I'm still having a good time. So, like, nothing, like, even comes to mind for me that I didn't enjoy an episode. So, because they were all good. Well, the difference between this show and Lost is I actually like the characters on this show. <laughs> but I, I know. That's why I brought it up. You're such an asshole. But, but, I can't get through another episode without a Lost mention now. <laughs> but no, but yeah, but that's I'm just referencing because that's kind of how yeah, it works no. for me too. Is and is that like I like these people? I like it when they're on screen, and I enjoy I enjoy it. So yeah, Paul, Very anything come said, to sir. mind? I mean, you you gave no. us the pizza and sex quote, so I think you're pretty well set on all the shows. Yeah. Yeah, look, there's a whole bunch of episodes which, like Chris alludes or suggests, aren't that good as an episode of television, but because they feature these characters bouncing off one another in those very familiar and enjoyable ways, you kind of, you forgive them and you kind of go, ah, well, this week wasn't that great, but I reckon next week will be better, and nine times out of ten, you'd be absolutely right. There's a couple episodes for me that I wasn't a huge fan of, but I appreciated they would go back and make reference to them, it kind of became a running gag, like, uh... Xander and the Praying Mantis teacher. He's like, why do all the buggy ones always like me? Uh, Willow with the robot that was in love with her. Um, it was another one. Oh, the ones where they have the pet eggs and the, somehow these giant fucking creatures are A, breaking out of the eggs and like fitting all of them into this tiny egg, but then retracting back inside and closing up the shell again. Whatever. Oh, bad egg. <laughs> yeah. Bad egg. That was a weird yeah. one too, yeah. Um, and then the last one was Xander with the hyena pack, and then they make reference to it later on when Oz is becoming the werewolf. He's like, I thought you didn't remember any of that. Uh, just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they do a good job of, you know, incorporating them back in in a funny way and kind of, like I said, being self-aware and not taking themselves too seriously. So it kind of, it made it up to me when they can go, yeah, I know we're being stupid as shit, but we realize it at least. Like, All right. I can forgive a lot when you say that. Yeah. We've got a budget of X amount for 22 episodes, and every season was 22 episodes. 
we're going to have to have some cheap episodes in here where things aren't great, aren't quite so great. That's that's a producer's dilemma. We don't have as much money as we want for every episode. Did you know that it cost five thousand dollars to dust a vampire? Really? Per vampire. Wow. Five thousand dollars per vampire dusted. Jeez, today it'd be. I have an app on my phone that I can make that happen now by pressing a button. <laughs> and they'll charge you five thousand dollars for that app, sir. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's impressive. The other right? thing that's good about you mentioned all these callbacks, but just their little, very peripheral characters who would only pop up from time to time, like Amy, who got turned into a rat. And it yep. wasn't until the very yes. towards the very end of the show that yes. and there, there's a couple of times there's even a spell being cast by Willow and she pops back up, you know, naked, starts to say something and then boop, back to a rat again. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's so exactly those type of callbacks. Uh, anytime a show can call back to something. That's one of the reasons that I love like Archer so much and how I met your mother and and things like that, where like you have all these running gags that just keep going. And Amy the Rat is one of the best ones. Like Amy the Rat, Giles's glasses, then remembering Halloween is always a weird day. You know, like, so just think all <laughs> those different things just make this show so enjoyable. I I haven't, I haven't watched it in a very long time. It's been, I think, it, I remember finishing the season, the season seven, when my youngest daughter, uh, sorry, when my oldest daughter was um an infant because she wouldn't sleep so i'd watch tv <laughs> so this is what i this is what i watched yeah and i remember i'm gonna have to have my wife watch it with me and we'll do a we'll do i i think i can get her to to watch it. she's not big on vampires so but she does love firefly so i can I think i can sell it to her with that that like okay these are episodes you're gonna enjoy these because you like witty banter and teen Building. You know what you should do? Just get her to watch the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie first, because that was also Joss Whedon. So she can kind of get a feel for what that... Uh... Actually, can we do an MGT episode of Twilight versus Buffy the movie versus I don't know what else? I'll think of something. It'll be amazing. <laughs> Fright uh, Night. Actually, I will, yes, Fright Night. I will directly... Yeah, I will direct you to our Patreon page where if you become a... <laughs> <laughs> You can nice make plug. us do whatever movies you want. Finish MGT. That's a good episode, right? The that was a episode great was a episode. Yeah, it was great. That, yeah. that was, comment by yeah. Donnie about how satisfying it is to watch those movies is probably my favorite in history. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of messages <laughs> about that, too, yeah. You can go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. He's an artist. He said it's as satisfying as a nacho shit. <laughs> Thank God it's horrible. It's, oh, it feels great. Yep. <laughs> the man has a way with words. Yeah. He paints a picture, let me tell you. There's a reason he's in charge of the quickies. Oh. Yeah, those, All right. Do you guys have anything job. else that you would... Anything... But he's so good at it. He's so good at it. Uh, do you have anything that you would change about the show aside from what we've already kind of touched on? Anything you wish would have been done differently? We'll um, go to you, Paul. No, we'll go to Chris. Yeah, Chris first. No, go ahead, Paul. I, I, age, uh, beauty before age. Go ahead. <laughs> Very kind. Uh, I, I, I guess I, I have a little bit of a bitter pill 
about the way Sarah Michelle Gellar pulled the pin on the show and left everybody in the lurch. So, I'd almost like it if somehow there was a proper season eight, not now, it's too late, but back then, two, three years later, where she realized her error, came back to the show, and then they made this kick-ass, properly great season rather than the kind of quasi-Buffy that we had. I'm not sure what would make it kick-ass, just not what they did in season seven and, and six to a lesser extent. Yeah. Or probably to an equal equal extent. I totally agree. Oh, and, and I should add that uh, at the time that this show was popular, I was there was a uh, a website that I was a member of that was diehard Buffy people, and I met people through it, and in fact, even had a girlfriend through it for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and I, it was very it was pretty hardcore. But then one of them found uh, someone had written because back in these days, this is what people would do. Someone had written their dissertation on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and had rated our board for quotes from people. And I was directly quoted like in this massive diatribe I went on, basically having a go at Sarah Michelle Gellar for dropping out of the show. (laughs) And uh, so I've been immortalized in someone's PhD based on my anger and the the cynicism that you have described, Ashley, which I think is one of the most hilarious things ever. Oh, I want to get a copy of that somewhere. Damn it. That's amazing. That's that amazing. is amazing. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's a whole lot. I mean, I feel like because I watched the first four seasons back when they were airing, and so those are the ones that are closest to my heart and that I feel like have, they can do no wrong. And then the whole Dawn thing, just eh, whatever. I get it. It makes sense. It's a different way to look at things, but it it is kind of like Buffy graduates high school. Uh, up like her whole series in high school is like one show, and then once she graduates and goes to college, it's a whole different beast. So, yeah, I don't know. I could have done without Anya. Eh, I could have done without the Dark Willow thing. That was that was a lot, but yeah, it was it's pretty mm. good. It's pretty. Good I like the, the Dark Willow. Reasons. I like the Dark Willow thing Did for you? sure. I think it was, a, yeah, I think it was a dangerous way to go, but it kind of worked in the fact that then she redeemed herself and became ultra powerful whilst maintaining. And it was an addiction metaphor, and da 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 da. And given that everything else they tackled was all about what teens go through and going to early adulthood, and yeah, it made sense. Okay. Yeah, I like the Dark Willow. I like the Dark Willow stuff too because it's always one of the. It's all. It's similar to the way that they handled Angel slash Angelus, where you, uh, you know, where you take one of your closest allies and then make them an enemy. I think it, it always makes for a strong episode, and I, I liked it. I thought it was good. So I thought it was cool for Giles that, to get the power. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> I like that was visual, but she was doing Spider Man. <laughs> on the video while she was doing it. So, um, you know what? The only thing that I would have changed, and this is so, they're just little things. Um, Cause like everything that they did, even if it was an annoying character, I understand why they did it. It was a progression of the show. They, these people had good chemistry, like Anya, like making Anya a full blown character. It's like, it actually was a natural progression. It made sense. They were doing a good job with it. I don't know. I have never liked, and it has bothered me to this day, the ep- when Giles leaves to help to like make Buffy grow. 
and I have always thought it was a stupid choice. It made no sense uh, thematically, like, oh, she needs to grow, and if I stay here, it's like, no. She is the only watcher. She fights for her life every day. Her mom just died. She's a young girl. This woman needs as much help as she can possibly get. And it makes it made cool. no sense to it made no sense to me story wise, and it always bothered me. It felt shoehorned, and it's like it was great when he came back. It's like yes, this girl needs all the help she can get. She's fighting a daily battle, and like it just and like he loves her more than anything. And they brought her back, and it felt like it must have been that he had to do something else uh, as a um, as a as like an actor as a regular like he person. Had to like take some time. Yeah, as like a, as like a human, like you had to take some time off to <laughs> shoehorn the reason, but like it always bugged the heck out of me. I just wish they would have done where like I actually would have liked it better if they would have either killed him off, which I'm I, I'm glad they didn't in the show. I I, I love Giles, but uh, if they would have killed him off in the show or had him be um, incapacitated somehow, um, because it just thematically it just never made sense for him to leave for her to grow as a human. It was just it was stupid. It was just dumb to me. And then, um, I, yeah, that, that, that's about it. That actually has always been a huge gripe. <laughs> I'm glad I got to get this off my chest now. I feel Do better. You feel better? <laughs> yeah, I feel better. And, uh, but yeah, just think, things like that. Other than that, they, they did such a good job. It's, it was enjoyable and, um, they, uh, the, I don't appreciate anything more than callbacks and and team dynamics. So this this show has it in spades. So just all of that, dude. It was really cute when they went to go examine uh, the body they thought Oz had killed, and Willow has her little medical kit and it's in her Scooby Doo lunchbox. And of course, Xander <laughs> and Cordelia are all completely freaked out, like, "Oh God, oh God!" And Willow's like maintaining her cool, and she finishes, and then all of a sudden she just passes out. I thought that was just hilarious. <laughs> Like, you think everybody, like, they all have their little humanity to them, but the Scooby-Doo lunchbox made me giggle. Oh, and then there's another part, I want to say in one of the later seasons, they were doing something with, um, shit, I forget what it was, but Tara had, like, a little, one of those little finger monsters on, and she went, grr, arg, with it. Oh! Grr, arg. You know that's Joss Whedon that actually does that voice? That was Joss Whedon's dead the grr, arg. That was my favorite part uh, of every week. And I think, yeah, I think the episode where she dies, he walks across the screen and he goes, I need a hug. Oh, yeah, he does. That's true. I remember that. That was so sad. Dude, she died a bunch of times. But I thought it was... The one where she died, died. Yeah, Yeah. but in the first one when she said, I may be dead, but I'm still pretty... That just... It it called back to the movie to me a little bit because, I don't know, just made me happy 90s girl. Everything Buffy makes me happy, 90s girl. Uh, are, are you guys ready to play some Mary Bang Kill? Absolutely. Mr. Chris, I'm going to you first. You're the nice guy. Okay. I want to know who you're going to Mary nice. Bang and Kill. Okay. Oh, I, I Yeah, you just do it in choices. whatever order you want. No, 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 no. no who, it's who, anybody me, in the show. You have to give me three people. No. Mary Bane no. Kill. I would, uh, let's see here. I would marry, hmm, let's see. Okay, so Bang would be Cordelia. I would, I would bang Cordelia. <laughs> I would kill, uh, let's see. Let's see. I would kill, 
Well, I killed. They killed Anya, so I'm good with that. Let's kill Anya. And then, uh, Mary, I would marry, and that is tough, uh, Riley's wife, eventually, in the, in the end, she seemed really cool, and she was, uh, she seemed like a really good pairing for Riley, and, uh, she, she knew how to, she knew how to throw a good wedding, so, uh, remember, she prepped for the wedding, and, 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 and everything, so, yeah. uh, yeah, so I would, that's who I would marry Riley's wife. Buffy okay. comes with too much baggage, so she has really crazy exes. So we don't we don't want to worry we don't want to worry about that. Uh, no, so maybe yeah. she's got abandonment so, issues too. Right. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, no, it's a lot. Mister Perth Paul, who you got? All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna resist the temptation to say I would marry Buffy because that's just too easy and boring. Uh, I'm going to have to follow Chris, I think, bang Cordelia, because damn. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, And you certainly don't want to marry Cordelia, because even though she becomes a much better person and a better character in Angel later down the track, we're talking about her in Buffy here, and there's just no way you're going to go back to that for a second round and and all the baggage that would come with it. Uh, Kill, very easy. I'm just going to kill Andrew. I'm going to kill him several thousand times over, in fact. (laughs) If we could resurrect him every day so I could kill him again, that would be perfect. <laughs> and <laughs> to marry then, I'm going to go obscure a little bit. I'm going to go with the first major character who died on the show who was a goodie, Jenny Callender. Oh, I loved Jenny Callender. So the uh, Giles' love interest. And given I'm about Giles's age, seems appropriate. Oh, oh well, I'll quote gosh, Faith. If I knew they came this young and hot, I would have never left my watcher. <laughs> All right, I am going. <laughs> I am going to motherfuck. I had this figured out when I was in high school watching this the first time. I would have definitely banged Angel, but of course, David Boreanaz did not age well. Oh, damn it! He looks. But you're same. going off the way they are All in right. the show. All right, then I'm going to go ahead and just in- indulge the full nostalgia boner. I'm going to bang Angel. I'm going to marry Oz. And I am going to kill. Ooh. Damn it! I'm going to kill Harmony because she deserves to die. Fuck it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great call. <laughs> Although she does she does own one of the greatest and funniest scenes in the in the show ever. It's when he, she, and Xander have their slow mo fight. <laughs> Do you remember that? They're in the playground, and yes. it's just this epic epic music, and they they're just slapping at each other, and it's just. <laughs> Hilarious! Gosh damn, I forgot about Harmony. She's a funny. You forgot character. about Harmony. She's annoying as that. She's. I did. I. Yeah, I forgot about her. That's so funny. Like every, <laughs> she was the way her bring coming back and as a vampire was just so funny. Yes. I, it, like with her minions, and she yeah. throws the note into Buffy's house, and it has the smiley face on it. So funny. We're gonna yeah. write her another note. New plan, guys. <laughs> Let's do it. No, there's there's. She's very amusing, but in small doses. And she was that bitch in high school. I just wanted to put her head in the toilet and flush endlessly so she can <laughs> die. And that'll make me happy. The other one I was going to kill was Faith, but she actually had some semi... In- I don't know. I, lo- I liked Faith when I was younger, and now I just want to I wanna give her a swirly, too. <laughs> I just can't. So much rage. <laughs> this, is, this is toned down, sir. Trust me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna five by five her face. 
Mm, that means two fists. Five by get it. Five by five B. Five by five B. <laughs> what did she say? She said, I got mad skills. I was like, you need to stop. You're ridiculous. I can't stand her. Mm, anyway. Although now that I'm, I'm, I'm rethinking my bang option. <laughs> Dude, no, because uh, the right? principal said she wasn't that great. She was very enthused, but she uh, had some skill work to go for. So, okay. not. <laughs> uh, Chris, where can we find more gooder than and all of your awesomeness? Yeah, you can find us. Uh, we're on we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Podbean. We're on Stitcher. You can find us pretty much anywhere. And uh, you, we're most active on Twitter. When you can find us at MGT Podcast, uh, like us on Facebook and Instagram at More Gooder Than, and that's T H N, just you know for it. And uh, of course, our website is mgtpodcast.com. And uh, we come out every Wednesday with either a main episode. Or a goodie bag, and goodie bags are versions of a mini soda. So you don't need to listen in any particular order; just whatever movie floats your boat, and uh, and just you know listen and be hopefully entertained. Are you not entertained? <laughs> are you not entertained? That's what I was hoping would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, where can we find you and Wayne in the countdown? You can find us at The Countdown PC on Twitter. Search for The Countdown Movie and TV Reviews on Facebook. We have a listener community there as well where people are very active, including your good self, Ashley. And uh, we host our episodes on podomatic.com. But yeah, most importantly, like most shows, Apple Podcasts and pretty much all other podcasting apps except Google Play because we Australians are not rated worthy to be allowed to contribute to Google Play yet. Have they told you what you really? need to do to be considered worthy? Uh, not be in Australia. Move to America. <laughs> that is rude. <laughs> God. Australia, stop being so damn segmented. So rude. <laughs> uh, also, Chris, where can we find Podfix Network stuff? Oh, I, I know. It's at podfixnetwork.com. I'm not, I'm not going to ever sound do? natural with that. Yeah, that was all right. You do it. Go try it. Do it in a Chris voice. Do it in a Chris voice. <laughs> Hold on. I'll do it in my manly Stanley voice for Wayne. <clears throat> you <laughs> Stop laughing. Sorry. <laughs> you can find Podfix stuff at podfixnetwork.com. Yeah, that's about as good as it gets. I usually do manly Stanley only when I'm sick. I can't do it with my natural voice. Paul, I'm going to need you to send me that virus you've got, and then I can do Manly Stanley all day. <laughs> but anyways. So, don't forget, uh, you got to promote go you gotta promote Podfix Presents uh, on IEQ. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Podfix Network uh, puts out original content at Podfix Presents on iTunes and uh, Podbean. So uh, right now our season is uh, fantasy football, but it will change to uh, fit the season. And when Valentine's Day comes, I think we have the perfect show. We'll keep we'll keep you guys in anticipation. Oh yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. Do you guys have any shout outs you want to throw out to any of your listeners or anybody that you think will be listening to this show? Nothing except uh, thanks for coming over here to listen to us. It's it's been a great fun, and thanks so much for inviting me on for what is easily my favorite TV show of all time. Game of, Game of Thrones may yet supplant it, but right now it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
That's awesome. I'm actually going to yeah, go ahead, once we finish up with this, and go rewatch some of the episodes I had to skip in order to be done in time. So, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, thanks for having us on, Ash. And thanks for being so supportive. You're one of the most supportive people uh, for any of our shows, too. It makes it easy to to, to be around you, and your, your kind words help uh, us podcasters out all the time. Well, I feel absolutely. the same way about you guys. Well, well said, Chris. Absolutely. Spot on. Aw. We're going to go ahead and do a worldwide circle jerk. I'm throwing it to Australia. Australia throws it to Bakersfield. <laughs> Bakersfield throws it back to North Carolina. There we go. <laughs> well, you guys have a fabulous day, Paul. Go get some sleep and feel better. And much love thank to you. both of you. And thank you guys for listening to Rabbit Ears. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com. Be my